Welcome to this week's episode of The Versatile Writer, the podcast that aims to provide help and support for like-minded writers. This week, I'm looking at beta readers. I'm often asked what a beta reader is, what they do, and what's expected of them. So I've put together this general Q&A, which I hope provides some answers. I've beta read for other writers and I've also had beta readers look over my work in the past, so I'm fortunate enough to be able to give my experience of both sides of this partnership. I've tried to be as varied as possible with my comments and I've taken on board some variables too, but if you have a question that isn't covered here, why not ask it on the Versatile Writer Facebook group? Details are in the show notes. If I can't answer it, chances are another writer can. So, today's episode... Let's start with the obvious question. What are beta readers? If you consider yourself the first reader of the work you've done, then you're the alpha. Betas are generally readers who enjoy reading and have time to do that. They're willing to read your book before you publish it and offer feedback on it. This is their primary role. They may tell you if your novel is hitting all the right notes, if there are any plot holes, if the characters are fully developed or if anything sticks out that jars their reading. They may also offer feedback on typos or grammatical errors and give you an overall yay or nay to your story. I said may offer feedback on typos and grammatical errors because not every beta will go into that much detail. Most betas will simply read the novel and tell you if they liked it or not, and if they didn't, where they'd like the differences to be. So what do they do? Beaters are much more important than some people give them credit for. Some beaters will give you a page-by-page feedback depending on their interest in the story. I've beta-read for many writers over the years, and providing the story is interesting to me, I've been known to give it micro and macro feedback. It's best for both parties to be professional with each other. Respecting each other's time and experience is the best way forwards. The writer ought to be respectful of the beta's comments and the beta be respectful of the writer's story. But what if I don't like what the beta has said about my work? That's okay. If they didn't like the ending, for instance, they might go into detail about what they didn't like or where they felt it fell down, if indeed it did. It might be a fault in the writing or it could just be a personal preference from them. Not everyone has to like your work and that's okay. Some of the feedback might be brilliant. It's all a matter of taste, really. It's all subjective. What suits one person might not suit another, even if they usually love that genre. You can't please every reader with your stories. But remember, you asked them for a reason, and they did give up their time to read your book. But all that said, if you don't like what they've said or the way they've delivered it, it's your call whether or not to use their suggestions. But there's nothing to say you have to take their feedback on board. If you want to completely ignore it, that's up to you. Maybe they interpreted your story in a completely different way to your intention. If this is the case though, it might be worth discussing it with them face to face, what they got out of it and indeed what you intended it to say. Everyone comes at a story from a different angle and approaches it with a different perspective because we all process information differently. The most important thing is not to take any negative feedback personally because it's not aimed at you as a person, it's about the story they've read. What else might they offer? Some beta readers might, one, 
highlight any typos and grammatical errors. 2. Jot down any notes about inconsistencies to characters' looks or behaviours. 3. Note any repeated words that jarred their reading. 4. Knowing the novel's intended audience has helped the beta reader, so if anything falls outside of that audience, it can be highlighted. What shouldn't they do? Ideally, they shouldn't talk about your unpublished book in detail to anyone, and especially not on social media. They shouldn't do this because telling people about your unpublished work could harm your marketing campaign. Also, it's not their job, it's yours, and if you're intending to use a traditional publisher, theirs. The beta reader's job is to read it and offer feedback. It might be best to have an agreement in writing if you think you might come across any of these things. It sounds quite dramatic, but it can literally be just an email saying what your expectations are and them agreeing to them. Also, they might have expectations too, which, in turn, you'll agree to. This just keeps things nice and professional, should the worst happen. At least you've got a written agreement to fall back on. But hopefully, that won't happen. An informal agreement could include things like, how long will it take them to read the book? It might be a week, or a month, or even two months. The beta reader not posting to social media details about your unpublished book. Them not identifying you, your book or its title on social media or indeed to anyone else. Agree to keep in regular contact with updates should anything come up and stop them reading it. It's also worth having an agreed expectation of what you want them to look at and what they're prepared to do. Some expectations from the beta reader of the writer might be to not pester them with daily questions on how they're getting on. To be patient through the process. To return the favour and be to read their manuscript when they're ready to publish. I smiled when I read that first one, not to pester them with daily questions on how they're getting on, because it's very easy to take to your phone or your laptop and just mention now and then, maybe IM them or to email them, and just a friendly reminder, wondering how you're getting on you know, twice a day, three times a day. <laughs> to be honest, let them just get on with it. I've been very fortunate with beta readers in the past. Some of them have been writers themselves, so fully understand what would be useful to highlight. And those who are not writers, but know me well enough, appreciate their being asked to beta read because I value their feedback. Some of those things that have been highlighted are things like storytelling, the plot, the grammar, any typos, underdeveloped characters and one beta reader even gave me a detailed paragraph by paragraph comment this is gold most betas won't do this it was unusual albeit much appreciated betas usually use their time instead on simply reading the story and feeding back if they enjoyed it or not and if they were hooked by the first page or first chapter that the middle didn't sag and if the ending was satisfying those who really go into the editing aspect of the story and who are likely writers themselves, are doing you a great service because they're highlighting the areas that might be looked at by a professional editor. If you clear up the issues early on, when it comes to sending it out to the editor, half the job is already done and your charges will be less. Can a beta reader highlight things they loved as well as things they didn't? Of course, the more feedback, the better. Recently, I beta read for an author in the US whose story hit all the right notes for me. 
I made notes of sentences that I thought were a brilliant choice of words. And I also highlighted expressions that, as a Brit, I'd never heard of before. In some ways, it was a learning experience for me because I write a lot of US character dialogue, so knowing new expressions was helpful. How long will it take? That would depend on how long the story is and how fast a beta reader reads, although even that can vary. I'm quite a slow reader, but faced with a really exciting book, I'll make all kinds of daily sacrifices to read it. The last book I read was over the Christmas holidays, and it was around 220 pages long, but it took me about five days to read it because I couldn't stop reading it. I really enjoyed it. Do you credit them? You don't have to, but I give a public thank you on the acknowledgements page when I publish it. Occasionally, depending on the feedback they gave, I might also send them a free and signed copy of the book as a further thank you. Though, to be honest, I'm not sure I would go that extra mile if I received horrible feedback. And, thinking about it, if they didn't enjoy the book, why would they want a copy anyway? Do you pay them? The short answer to this is no. Beta readers generally don't do it for money. In all my years of writing, I've never been asked to pay a beta reader. Most readers are only too happy you ask them to beta read your book in the first place. If they ask for money, unless there is a specific reason for this, it might be best to part company. Generally, writers who beta read will repay the debt when it's their turn. Non-writers are often happy with either the read itself, a mention in the acknowledgements, or a free copy of the published book. Where do you find them? I've spent several decades within the writing community, so I've made a lot of connections. In addition, I run a few community groups for writers, and I used to be a radio presenter with my own writing-related show, and pretty much everything I do pertains to writing somehow. In the nine years I presented radio, I interviewed over 500 people within the writing community and industry. Suffice to say, I've built up quite a connection of writers and readers within that time. But that's me. I'd suggest you try several places to find them. You can ask friends and family who you know read the kind of thing that you write. You can ask members of the groups or clubs you're part of. And you can also look on social media. I find the writing community on Twitter to be the most useful place to find them. They are generally the most helpful too. Within the writing community, you can use hashtags to find them with something simple like hashtag seeking beta readers hashtag beta reader, hashtag beta request, or something similar. What software should they use? I truly don't think any specific software is needed to beta read. If you send them the book via email, chances are they'll open it in whichever format they usually use, or they might just jot down their findings on a piece of paper. There is no hard and fast rule with this. It's just whatever you want to use to get across what you want to tell the author. Some beta readers simply pick up the phone to tell you their thoughts. Should you use the same ones repeatedly? If the experience was worthwhile for you both, then yes, absolutely. The plus sides of this is that, with future books, you both know what to expect from each other. I honestly can't think of a reason why you would want to stop using the same one. If you can, please let me know on the Facebook group or email me sarah at loveofbooks.co.uk. I've got a pool of beta readers that I've collected, in inverted commas, over the years. A sort of Venn diagram of, of readers, because some like fiction and others like non-fiction. But a few sit nicely within that crossover. 
Also, if there are readers that like a specific genre, it's handy to know if they'll be to read for you. It's useful to have a pool of them because you get to know the kind of stories some readers like, so it will be a good fit for them. My own beaters tend to change from time to time, and of course, because I don't write in the same genre every time, individual ones might change. If you do this too, try to keep in regular contact with them, not just when you want them to do something. Also, tastes change over the years, so do ask beforehand if they're still into this genre or that. How many should you use for one manuscript? Ideally, I think having between three and five beaters for each manuscript is about right, so you can garner a balanced response to your work. I once had a beater, read the novel and said they loved it. Great, you might say, and it was. Except that same novel was beater read by several others and each of them found some glaring typos that the first one didn't see. Now, that's not to say the first one wasn't doing their job, because they were and they just might not have seen the typos or even recognised them as a typo. But it does highlight that having several beaters on one manuscript is a good idea. It's worth noting that if you have a book with a special interest or thread within it, it'll be worth having a beta reader with knowledge of that. For instance, if, like me, you write for both an English and an American audience, why not ask some readers from across the Atlantic to read? They may well highlight areas in spelling, dialogue delivery and locations that need a tweak. This kind of feedback is invaluable. What if it all goes wrong? Sometimes it can all go wrong and there are many variables of how but it's most likely if the beta reader didn't enjoy the genre but didn't know this before they began or if something came up and they just couldn't continue but didn't tell the author in time so just kept going on without any updates. Or if the beta reader got bored and was too embarrassed to tell the author and time just went on. There's a huge element of trust that's involved between the beta reader and the author. If that trust is violated in any way, it might be best to part company. That's about everything I can think of when considering a beta reader. I hope you've got something out of this episode of The Versatile Writer. If you want to share your thoughts on it, why not join the podcast's Facebook group? The link is on the show notes. Alternatively, just type The Versatile Writer into Facebook. Also, why not like, subscribe and share this episode with your family and friends or those on social media? It might be just what they needed to hear today. If you do, please tag me in. I'm Sarah Bannum on Facebook, at SJBWrites on Twitter and S.J.Bannum, no spaces, on Instagram. Until next time, thanks again for listening to The Versatile Writer on the topic of beta readers.